Welcome to Reliving My Youth, the show where we look back at pop culture from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. My name is Noel Fogelman. I had a chance to chat with actor Dan Loria, best known as Jack Arnold on The Wonder Years. We talk about how he got that role. We also chat about how he got started in the business, his role as Vince Lombardi on Broadway, and we count down how many different types of managers slash coaches he has played. Dan is a big Yankee fan, and we get his thoughts on the Yankees letting Joe Girardi go. Here's my conversation with Dan. And helping me relive my youth today is Dan Luria. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So you, I can get into your whole career and stuff, but you have the distinct uh, pleasure and probably the only person in history can say that they played Vince Lombardi and Bruce Kozlet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you, I know you played baseball, you played football coach, uh, you played hockey. Have you ever played a basketball coach? Called Hoop Life in Toronto, and I was the basketball coach. Oh, wow. So you, you covered all the sports. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm a wrestling guy. I've, I've got them all in there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, too bad you can't go back to Canada. You can be a curling coach. Oh, geez, that, that would be boring as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so I, I know you're, you know, you're a big Yankee fan, so am I. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Yankees getting rid of Joe Girardi? Uh, I didn't think it was a good move. They, a lot of people picked the Yankees to come in last in their division, and they were one game away from the World Series. I don't know. I, they seem to have a great chemistry. And uh, unless there's things going beyond, you know, behind the scenes that we're not aware of, I wouldn't have messed that up. Yeah, I know. It's like it's very popular now to like hire, you know, managers with like no experience, former players, basically, you know, from the broadcast booth or just right off the street. So I know he's pretty talented. and He's a pretty smart guy. So we'll we'll see how that works out. Yeah, exactly. And then and they just gave Brian Cashman a new five year deal, so we know who's running the organization anyway. Right. And I think uh, you know, Girardi was at the point where if he said something people have to listen. Now you got a guy who said something, oh well he's the new kid on the block, so nobody has to listen. Yeah, exactly. And it and it makes his job easier getting uh Gene Carlos Stanton. Yeah, I, I would think so. <laughs> and then, I don't know if you... They, they got a great nucleus there, and it was about time they got rid of some of the old contracts and brought up young people. You remember when they brought up Jeter and Mariano? And oh, Pettit, yeah, Bernie Williams. Was, yeah. one year. Bernie Williams, that was all one year, you know? Yeah, it was great. You know, it was, you know, it was cheap, and it was just seeing the kids grow throughout the organization, and, you know, they have that now, too, so... Let's see if they can, you know, take the next step. Well, I, I, like I said, and, bef- I, and, and I love the Yankee uh, shortstop. I mean, what a, to come in after Jeter and have a bad rookie year, and then two years later to have the year he had, I, I just thought that was tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like people forget about he had he could have been the team's MVP the way he played all year. Yeah. He was. He was. Yeah, no, he, and he's. I 
think he's only going to get better. Yeah, I, I, I agree, too. I, I agree, too. I, I don't know if you saw that um, Jack Morris and Alan Trammell got elected to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah, they got elected by the uh, the modern you know committee. It's like uh, writers, executive, former baseball players. I I mean, I saw them play. You saw them play. You think they're Hall of Famers? Uh, you know, I have a. I grew up in an era where uh, there were different standards. Like I still remember as a kid, Phil Rizzuto won MVP not only of the Yankees but of the league. Right. Yeah. Nobody asked him how many homers he hit, or I mean, and then he didn't get in as a player; he got in as an announcer. And I, I don't understand that. So when you say Hall of Famer, I really don't know what they mean by Hall of Famer anymore. To me, it's you know, uh, I still like the leadership. VP <laughs> of the league twice, and he never got one. Yeah, it's. So, I know it's. You know, it depends on what standard you have. I th- do. I think they were good ball players, solid ball players. Yeah, I think they were good, and they may even be Hall of Famers by my standards. But by today's standards, I don't know if they had the slugging averages that they look for now. You know. Yeah, I think that's why it's good that they have this other committee, because you know they take into account like what they used to look for in Hall of Famers, not all like, you know, the analytics and stuff like that, that, you know, people yeah. have and stuff, stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big Don Mattingly fan, so maybe, you know, this committee will help him get in eventually. Yeah, well, well where is he now? He's down in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, he's managing yeah. with, yeah, for, for Derek Jeter now. <laughs> so... Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But I just want to talk a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, I, I know you played, you know, I'll get to Lombardi in a sec, but, uh, you know, Bruce Coslett and the Dennis Bird story. And I was, I was actually at that game when he got paralyzed. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that was, the stadium was, you can hear a pin drop. And, you know, that was before cell phones and everything like that. So we really didn't know what happened. Uh, you, you know, worked on that movie. Did uh, you ever talk to uh, and have a conversation with Dennis Bird? Right. He was uh, had the two canes at that time. Now I hear he he doesn't have any. Well, he but, yeah he uh, he passed away a couple of years ago now. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that after that, I oh, okay. for a while he didn't have any uh, canes, and uh, but he looked pretty good. And I was a little surprised when he did pass away because I, I thought he looked healthy as hell when he came to the set. Yeah. Well, no, it was. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he, he was healthy. It was, unfortunately, it was a car accident. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was a car accident. Yeah. Accident, yeah. Yeah, it's so sad because, you know, he was such an inspiration to everybody. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I don't think the Jets have had a defensive line since then. Yeah, they, they haven't had a lot since a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see, knowing the Giants, I can see them, Did you know. You? Oh, no, I'm still oh, here. I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm driving through uh, the mountains, so I may lose you. Okay, yeah, that's fine. You can, you can call me back. 
I could um, I, I can definitely see the Giants uh, bouncing back before the Jets can, knowing the Jets' track record. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know. And like, yeah, salary shouldn't dictate whether you play or not. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But you know, like. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But let, yeah, let's talk a little bit about your acting. I know you. You know, you played football in college, not too far from where I am now in uh, Connecticut. Uh, how did you get involved in acting? Uh, I was uh, at Southern Connecticut. It was during spring football, my junior year. And I was telling a joke before practice. And a little old lady came over and tapped me on the shoulder pads with her, uh, with her cane and said, Would you like to be in a play? I always loved the whole movie. I always wanted to try that. And she said, good, come over to the theater. And she got me into a student production. And then uh, the following production was uh, something she did. And uh, her name was Constance Welsh. She was at Yale for like 25 years before she came to Southern. And uh, once I did one play, I said, wow, this beat's working. <laughs> then I went into service. I was in the Marine Corps for three years. I figured if Nam didn't Now, you, you said you were in Vietnam. Um, how much action did you see there? I was there, I was there for a very, I had orders to go to Vietnam. They, they stopped us at Okinawa because they were pulling the Marines out of Vietnam. And I ended up you know, floating off the coast and getting ready to go in, but we never went in. And then when my tour was over, I went in for two weeks to teach South Vietnamese how to call our pilots. Right. So I was I was only in country for a couple of weeks. Well, that, that's good. That's good. Did, yeah, long enough to know I didn't want to be there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> did uh, did Did you see the Ken Burns uh, Vietnam piece? Oh yeah, yeah. That was very hard for a lot of us to watch, but you know, as accurate as it could be. So now you move on to acting. What were some of the roles that you first started getting? Yeah, because you actually were 
in front of someone and you could actually convince them to hire you rather than just... And the people who could hire you would come because they, there was no other way to see new people. Right. Now they have these kids for real, and the real is just a talking head. They don't know if they can act. So it's a, it's a whole new world out there, and it's not necessarily a better one, especially for actors. Yeah, I, I bet. So, yeah. And the mass editing now in the movies makes it even harder. Like in Argo, the longest take is 27 seconds without a cut. Yeah, so, I, the, yeah, the old movies... You get, yeah. Oh, yeah. The old movies, they would go four or five minutes without a cut. Whether you like them or not, uh, you know those people can act. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I guess now the the studios and directors think that people can't have attention attention spans, but that's simply not the case. Well, yeah, that's what they tell you, but that's a lot of crap. That's not true. This all came about about 15, 20 years ago when we were working for GE and Westinghouse, and we got all these corporate people in there, and they were paid a lot of money, and they felt they had to say something, so they started saying, how about a close-up on that line? Because it's pretty much the only thing you can say in an editing room. And it has nothing to do with attention span. They tell you that, but that's a lot of crap. Yeah, I mean... Your generation could sit at a computer for 10 hours and not move. Yeah, you you're... Know, they don't... You're absolutely right, and everyone can binge-watch shows for 12 straight hours. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. There was a good sign last year. Four of the five movies that were nominated had long takes. La La Land, right. Moonlight, uh, Manchester by the Sea. They all were, you know, whether you liked them or not, they all needed some talented people to, you know, do those long takes without cuts. So. Yeah, and they, and, and they all were, you know, really good movies as well. Yeah, so you have pretty much Joanna Kearns to thank for getting Wonder Years, right? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Joanna and I were going out, and uh, we had met on Growing Pains where Neil Marlins and Carol Black were the writers. And Neil and I got along. We're both from Long Island. And when the Wonder Years comes, my agent couldn't get me in, and Joanna Kearns said, why don't you call Neil? He, he likes you. He'll see you. And I said, oh, no, nah, that's so unprofessional. And then she called him, and sure enough, I got an audition, and uh, the rest is history, you yeah? know? Yeah. If she didn't make that call, I might not have gotten the Wonder Years. Right, you might be playing another coach somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, that show was so iconic. I mean, obviously, you know, taking place during the 60s, during the Vietnam War and what like that. But it was basically an ordinary family, which was really, you know, what drew it, drew people to that show. You talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, it was, uh, at first they didn't want me because they wanted, uh, the network wanted a name. Right. They kept tossing around Elliot Gould and people like that. And the writers insisted on, no, we want it to look like the family next door. We don't want anybody who's, uh, Fred was the only one that was really seen before. Right. He had done uh, The Boy Who Can Fly, which was a 
commercials running. So the rest of us, uh, Allie had a series, but it only lasted six shows. And, you know, I had a few guest spots and things like that a couple of years on a soap opera, but I, I wasn't known in Hollywood at all. So, you know, they wanted that average family, and it worked out. Yeah, it was, you know, it was such a it was such a great show. I mean, one of my favorite episodes is when, you know, uh, Fred went with you to work. That was, you know, that was, you know, really, really good. Just to see, like, how, you know, his father really, you know, works. And it puts it different, puts him into a different perspective. Yeah, when we won the Emmy for Best Show, that was the show that was submitted. Everybody thinks it was the pilot, but it wasn't. It was uh, when I went to work, when Fred went to work with me. Right. I mean, yeah, the pilot wasn't wasn't bad either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Now, like how ac- like obviously living through the '60s and remembering it quite well, how accurate was that show? a crime. And the following year, they had, what, TV Dad was most like the one you had. Right. That was number one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It must have been pretty realistic, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I wonder if you just beat out Al Bundy for that. <laughs> well, Eddie's a good friend, and uh, I used to tease him because I, I never liked uh, that show. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic in that show. He really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, like, it's funny because you you play the dad, you know, the everyday dad, and then you go ahead and like do guest starring roles where you you know beat the crap out of poor v- Billy Vera on Wise Guy. <laughs> Oh, that's great! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had an amazing career. Just everything, everything he's done, it's just it's 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 really amazing. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you've been pretty much on like every like every show you guest starred and everything. What's like your favorite type of role to play? Little 
piece. I just worked on a little movie uh, called Eagle and the Albatross, and uh, it had some really nice look to it. Played a dying old golfer who meets a 16-year-old Korean girl, and he teaches her how to play golf. And it was really beautifully written. It was some nice scene. Yeah. So it all depends on the writing. I don't care what the character is. Yeah, and like, and people don't like realize how important like a good script is to television or even movies as well. Oh sure, sure. It's all a written word, especially from uh, people like myself who come from the theater. You know, we we want that great dialogue and pray that the director doesn't cut it all up on the screen. You know. Yeah, and so we always go back to the theater, so you can't cut it up. Right, exactly. And, and you've been, you know, theater for years. Uh, how did you land the role of Lombardi? Uh, well, I knew Tommy Kale, uh, the director, before he and Lynn Manuel Miranda did In the Heights. And I had to help Tommy, like I'm helping this kid today. And uh, once Tommy, they, they told me I wasn't a big enough name to play Lombardi on Broadway. And then they hired Tommy to direct it. And, he, it's because of him I got Lombardi, and because of me, Tommy got to meet Judith White. Okay. Which, uh, Tommy asked me for a list of five names, and Wendy Malick and Judith White were the first two, and Wendy was working, and Judith actually couldn't get to the audition until a day later, but luckily we didn't, Tommy didn't find anyone he was really impressed with, so he waited one more day, and as soon as Judith auditioned, he said, she's it, that's it, and they've been best friends ever since. That's great. I, unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to see it, but... Uh, no, you, you missed Judith, she was something else. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear, that's what I hear, and it, it lasted longer than it was supposed to, correct? Yeah, but it was it. Did it was was it gonna run even longer than that, or it was just a cast choice, you know, director's choice? We we uh, we were actually hoping to run one more month, but you know, the money for a straight show, a non musical to go ten months now, a new play without you know a movie star in it is it's almost impossible. So we were very happy, and the producers were happy. The play is done around the country a lot, so they've they've made their money back, and that's that's kind of unheard of uh, for a straight play <laughs> to recoup like that. You know? Right now, do you, do you prefer playing on screen or on the stage? Uh, always on stage. Yeah. There's no comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any uh, plays coming up? Now, now speaking of children's books, you, you, you've, wrote, you've written a couple, correct? Oh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why they called me. So, and I love the script, so I've already turned down a few things to go do it. 
So what are, what are the children's books that you wrote, what are they about? I mean, you, you can make anything into a story. That's 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 the great part about it. That's right. You know, maybe you're. Uh, you know, we're talking over the airwaves. Maybe the airwaves go dead, and the next voice you hear is God. There you go. Yeah. That's the story. It, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's always something. Yeah. <laughs> but you've uh, you've also like like pretty much every actor. You've been in Law and Order. You've been in a lot of Law and Order episodes. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Of the original and two of the special uh, victims unit and one of the third one. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, one of them, I think it was the victims unit, where you, you played a coach and it was kind of like similar to the Penn State scandal. Uh, yeah, I, well, I played a coach on one who was a pedophile. Right. And I played a co- another a boxing coach who uh, killed a kid because he was ruining my chance to get this young Yeah. coaching came in there as well too yeah exactly you can check the boxing off the list too <laughs> yeah there you go yeah so what's what's left I think volleyball wrestling tennis right <laughs> yeah. whatever whatever they want whatever pays the rent whatever gets me back to the theater you know yeah absolutely absolutely now are you, are you still yeah, television television pays for my theater habit oh that's great <laughs> that, that's great now I, I know you, you've been in a couple you know movies as well. Uh, do you prefer TV over movies? Well, the bigger the movie, the easier it is. I mean, right. most movies, they have so much money and they take so much time. Uh, I'm more impressed with what they're doing on cable now than I am on the actual movies. Yeah, there's some really you good know? shows, yeah.
Yeah, absolutely. With Vince Vaughn and uh, Rachel McAdams, and yeah, yeah it was. It didn't work. No. I mean, good actors, but it was not. They were going for something that obviously no artist would have went that way. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, what what are some of the other shows you watch now? Are you able to watch yourself? No, I don't ever watch myself. Right. You start, you, a lot of actors did, Henry Fonda did, could you start editing yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. You start worrying about what you look like, you know, I, I never watch myself. Right. So. Yeah. I, I know uh, Charles Durning was a big influence in your life. How did you uh, meet him? Exactly. Yeah, I would love to be a fly on the wall during that uh, dinner. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, are you? I miss those guys. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. So now, have you like kind of taken his role as mentoring young actors? And you also go from from to colleges, right? And like, kind of like, give uh, sp- sp- lectures on acting as well. Oh yeah, I, I still go around and do a lecture on acting at college. I don't teach anybody how to act. I just show a clip of a modern movie where everything is cut, 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 and then I'll show them Cary Grant, Rosalind Russell, five minutes and forty seconds without a cut. And then I'll tell them about I had breakfast with Cary Grant and what we talked about. So it's a fun lecture. People, when I do it once, usually people have me come back, which is a good sign. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you still close with the Wonder Years cast? Well, I, I say, yeah, we all see each other. Whenever Allie does a play, we get together and go see her. And when I do the play in New York, I know Josh Saviano will be there on opening night. We always play golf together when he's out in L.A. or I'm back in New York. And, um, you know, we, we, we're 
we're, we're tight. We're a good group. You know, we care about each other. I, I still don't understand why Danica hasn't gotten her own team. Yeah, I, I know. She's extremely talented, you know. Is she, is she still, does she still want to act, though? She acts all the time. She's up in Canada. She's up in Canada working on uh, Hallmark movies. But oh, okay. I'd like to see her get her own series, you know? She definitely deserves her own series. She could be like Maya Bialik from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I know, I know, it's it's a shame, <laughs> but Dan, thank you so much for a few minutes today, I know you're driving, um, uh, best wishes and happy holidays. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head up the mountain now, so I'm gonna lose you. Okay, yeah, so perfect timing, uh, th- thanks again, Dan, I really appreciate it. Okay, man, take care, I'll talk to you soon. Definitely, definitely, take care. And a special thanks to Dan Loria for joining us today. Be sure to like the page for Living My Youth on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at the first TheFirstNoah19. Rate and review the show on iTunes. A special thanks to everyone for listening today. I can't do it without you guys. And be on the lookout for another episode of Reliving My Youth real soon.